Molly, you have bangs. I do. I just did it yesterday. Um, it was a long time coming because I have not gotten a haircut. Ooh, I just realized maybe I shouldn't be talking about this, but I have not gotten a haircut since the beginning of the pandemic because obviously I want to do my part, not spread coronavirus. Um, luckily, I have been quarantined by myself and this sod has very good cleaning protocols. So I felt like it was a calculated risk. But anyway, the point is I have banks. Um, I'm doing the same thing on Friday. Huh. So, I mean, you got to get your hair cut. Yes, it had, it had been an extremely long time for me. It was, the hair was weighing me down. And also I do. It makes a difference. Yeah, and, and like supporting, it's, there's a fine line between like, I want to support these people whose jobs, this is their livelihood and it's, it's just such a struggle. Gosh, this has nothing to do with our topic today. Which I'm, I'm going to spoil it again because I'm, I want our producer to know how sloppy her work is. Um, we're doing RFK. We are. Robert Fitzgerald Kennedy. Nope, but that's actually what Matthew said the other day, as or the other when I was researching it. It's Robert Francis Kennedy, and it's John Fitzgerald Kennedy. So, oh, swip, Jesus swapped. Dirty Irish people and their names. I'm not going to talk too much about uh, RFK because I think our audience kind of knows about him, you know, uh, but we are going to talk about the assassination, um, why the uh, man in jail, Sirhan Bishara Sirhan, looks guilty, why he doesn't look guilty. We're going to take a break, and I'm going to ask Bridget a random question about her. No, not a random question, a silly question about herself that's slightly related to the topic. And then we're going to look at the renewed interest in the case and the two camps of people that have differing opinions on the assassination. All right. I want to give you the facts, the facts. All right. The fast facts. Only facts. Robert Francis Kennedy was assassinated while campaigning for the Democratic Party's presidential nomination in 1968. Um, he had been the U.S. Attorney General and a senator. Uh, he's known for his work uh, with MLK and racial justice and against organized crime. Um, he is a people really, uh, you know, they, a lot of people out there, they think the world might be different if he had not died. So it's a pretty big deal. So we come to the day of his assassination. Uh, he announced his pre candidacy for presidency in uh, March 16th of 1968, and then by June 4th, he had already won four out of six primaries, which is kind of big. Um, and then on, on June 4th, he wins California. So he's giving a speech in the Los Angeles Ambassadors Hotel, and he leaves through a kitchen hallway and is fatally wounded by Palestinian immigrant Sirhan Bashara Sirhan. But what really happened, Bridget? 
I'm here for this. Well, I want you to give me some reasons because I have eight that I are are pretty main reasons why they believe that Sirhan Bashar Sirhan knowingly and willingly murdered RFK. Okay. Take a wild guess. So there's two major theories I know of offhand. Um, the first one is RFK made some bad legislative moves that upset a very specific group of, I want to say Middle Easterners, which is where Saran's tied to his lineage. So there's this you messed with my people thing theory. Definitely. Then the other theory I know is that he was an MKUltra right. uh, participant, came out ready to kill RFK. Sure. But I f- I'm going to argue that that would not be knowingly and willingly. So we're going to put that aside for now. This is really the re- this is why he should be locked away if he really did this. This is part of my research. I did read that if he could prove that he was hypnotized into killing him, he would not be considered guilty in the court of law of the United States. So good to know. To go back to your first point, yes, Robert F. Kennedy did express support for Israel while campaigning for the nomination. Palestinians regarded this as a massive backstab, and um, his assassination was exactly one year after the start of the Six-Day War, where Israel seized the Gaza Strip, the West Bank, and the old city of Jerusalem. So, yes, that is a good, that's a strong contender. Do you want to take some more guesses? (laughs) With other reasons why he killed yes, him? Yes, like why people would think he was guilty. Um, well, because he's a brown person. Yes, that's fair. That's fair. Um, how many guesses am I guessing? Yeah, well, however many you want. The family feud? Is yeah. there like a... <laughs> um, What's your wildest guess? Why would someone be, oh, that person's guilty because they did blank? Uh, just because he's a freak, <laughs> but there's not a defining. I feel like that's a feeling. You might know this, but he he did write "RFK must die" in many notebooks. Oh, in his <laughs> notebooks, <laughs> yes. But I didn't. I wasn't thinking that was causational. No, no, no. I'm I'm sorry. I posed the question kind of incompletely. I was I was more saying like, oh, what what? Yes, he has hate yes, journals. He has, hate he has journals. RFK hate journals, which is. One of the most like weirdest part because people have tried to justify the the MK, MK Ultra right, stuff do. with the notebooks being part of his subconscious and like he pretends like when he sees those notebooks like I don't even know I don't even remember writing this exactly which is absolutely true the government hates the Kennedys or is absolutely false. And this guy's just leaning into what conspirators have already fed. It's true. It's so, it's very, uh, who knows? It's a good question. Um, He also, I don't know if you've heard this one. He told his garbage collector a year before the murder that he intended to kill RFK. But maybe he was hypnotized. And that could be, but a year before, also his garbage collector. I don't even know what that's about, but it's a fun one. Maybe this garbage collector is also the woman in the polka dotted dress. It's possible. 
it kind of speaks a lot if all your friends and family let you become mind controlled and don't do anything yeah, to help you. That is not great. Did you know that Sirhan took hours of target practice with his pistol earlier that day? Yes. Okay. And he uh, went to a diner, didn't he? I don't know, but he was also at a uh, Kennedy speech two days earlier. So he maybe was casing the joint. He also had a newspaper clipping critical of Kennedy in his pocket. But to me, that's really like, that, that almost seems like too much. Like, mm, did someone, that's. That feels planted. Yes, yes. That's, that's a little too much. Um, the last one, he did admit to committing the crime during the trial. <laughs> I think that's the, the biggest thing because um, you have all these things that would seem planted or there's a Venn diagram of someone who legitimately feels this way and probably someone who's been uh, whatever brainwashed to feel this way. They're going to have some overlaps like carry around it a newspaper clipping, shooting a gun mm -hmm, for practice. Mm -hmm. um, the, the coming out, though, and openly saying that you did it, to me, already registers. Like, I don't know what, what you think if you're going for the plea deal. Right, yeah. But even then, if you're going for the plea deal, I don't think he offered anything <laughs> to make that worth worth it no but um now we're gonna go into reasons that make him look not so guilty and one of those reasons is that his defense lawyer grant cooper made the decision he made the, the defense lawyer makes the decision not to contest the charge that sirhan made the fatal shot so his ar arguments all stem around uh i'm arguing against a death penalty because sirhan had diminished capacity and didn't know what he was doing so they didn't even go for the he didn't make the fatal shot angle at the time, which I mean, does make sense because he was obviously captured at the scene by many, many witnesses. Yes. But I, I mean, so you're saying the lawyer yes. was like, we're going to say. And I think that that is what he's arguing a lot nowadays is that it, his lawyer was telling him to do it this way and really even he even says that his lawyer like tried almost convinced him that he was guilty and i think if you kind of watch lawyers on television sometimes they do that thing where it's like yes we know you did this and this is how we're gonna play it or whatever and i wonder if that's what he meant do you know what i mean yeah i mean most of what lawyers do from what i've learned from my partner oh, who yes. used to be a lawyer is that it's about creating a narrative and and depending on what the charges are that can affect and the evidence so there's plenty of evidence to say this guy did it and that's going to be really hard to argue against and he's already saying <laughs> Or now he's saying his lawyer convinced him to do it, which just shows you how malleable this guy's brain it's is. It's true. And I, I do think about that as well. Um, in, a, in addition, the, it, 
it is, it's hard to know because he died in 1990. Um, and so we don't really know what his story on this is, but, um, he apparently didn't receive the, uh, evidence against Sirhan, like before he went to trial, which is kind of bonkers and insane. Like, why, why aren't you doing your job, ma'am? But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think we can all say the trope. There's a lot of bad lawyers out yeah, there. Yeah, it's true. But um, we, we will also come upon some other bad actors in here. Well, I don't know if they're bad actors as much as just incompetent. Because this guy, maybe he was just incompetent. It could have not been malicious or anything. Well, it was definitely malicious. We got the notebooks. No, no, no. I'm talking about the lawyer. The, oh, yes, lawyer. Yes, so. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think back then, because like we all know nepotism exists, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and back then it really existed, like to a greater degree. Like there was no affirmative action. Literally, civil rights was a thing that people were discussing whether or not they applied to every person and every gender. Yeah and every skin color so to like get a job as a lawyer back then was so much easier than trying to be a lawyer now with a living wage Mm -hmm. that you could be potentially pretty dumb i could see that or pretty aloof like there's a larger marginal of error margin of error i understand what you're saying uh do you want to know some of, okay, so some of, these are the things that, like, I think that spin the conspiracy. So, Kennedy was shot at point-blank range from behind when Sirhan was in front of him. So, it is, there's, there's a lot of stories about the gun angles and the distance and uh, all of that, and I don't think that there's really a good conclusion, though, uh, because, you know, it's a... Because the police also screwed yes, it up. Yes, and they did. Um, like, didn't they find... Maybe I'm in the deep end. But didn't they find, like, bullet holes yes. that either didn't exist or... Yes were from like another time and they were like nope this happened now mm-hmm. there were this many shots yes. and everyone who was there was like there were not that many shots so uh sir han's revolver had eight shots but uh, the la authorities at the scene of the crime for whatever reason have accounted for 13 shots um internal police documents um are concluding that these bolts are not fired from the same gun and that the kennedy bullet was specifically not fired from sir han's revolver revolver and this is internal police documents so it's a bad messy situation because in the end the uh lead crime scene investigator Dwayne wolfer is the one who pretty much testifies that the bullets were from his gun and they matched the gun and all of the other stuff was bullshit or whatever. But 
the experts really, I don't think the evidence is conclusive. No, the police work at this time is so bad. Mm -hmm. And this is like, have we talked about, I feel like we've talked about this before, but Los Angeles police are notoriously terrible policemen. Like this is why people are saying, do you fund the police? They were ran at this time, like a Nazi regime. They had, I think most people who did the, the forensics back then were all like new cops or like very inexperienced. So like the cop work is terrible. Yes. So that definitely plays into it a lot. It sounds like most of the initial uh, kind of investigation is just like completely botched. And uh, so you could never go back to that time. And now the evidence is destroyed. So what are you going to do? People's memories are fallible and the physical evidence is, is gone. So although the LA authorities had promised transparency, uh, the, some of the other evidence wasn't released until 1988. So that's 20 years later, but Luckily, people are obsessed and crazy, so they go and they look through the evidence and they they find an audio tape, which is part of the uh, an, another argument for the thirteen shots. Um, don't they call it the lost tape? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Like, sa- sa- expert sound people disagree, so I don't know that either of us would even be able to tell what's going on Mm -hmm. because they've taken it to people to uh clarify the sound Mm -hmm. of like what's being said i I vaguely remember and just like yeah it's it sounds it it sounds like it would be just super complicated that i can't i can't even imagine um some other thoughts um he did reportedly say immediately after it that i did it for my country um, and also I only saw this in a couple places and I'm not sure they ever proved it or not, but he may have been intoxicated at the time. So I don't know if that plays into the narrative that he wasn't of sound mind at the time, but hmm, who knows? Well, if you're shooting your gun off like the day before, like regardless if you're drunk or not, when it happens, I feel like there's enough evidence to say it's premeditated which is what in court they need to um, to increase the charge, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a difference between manslaughter and murder. And I think it's premeditation. If you're a lawyer, please at us and <laughs> tell me how terribly naive I am. <sighs> uh, we're gonna take our segment break right now, even though it's a little bit early, but uh, I, I felt like it was a good time to ask you, Bridget, tell the, tell the audience, tell the folks at home, have you ever been framed by the police? I have been arrested. What? I didn't know that. Wait, did I know that? I don't remember. Um, it's not something I like to bring up a lot as much as my siblings like to bring up a lot. Um, when I was in high school, we were at a party and... 
you know, in small towns, it's like, as we mentioned, small towns are bad, including their cop forces. Because they're actually, I think about this a lot. I got off really easy, but I think about how terrible this whole process was. So I was at a party and in a small town, everybody knows what's going on all the time. So somebody found out the cops were called on this party. So the idea was we're going to go to another place and finish partying there. We get to the next place and me being so drunk and in high school, I walked towards a cop car. Oh no. Not realizing I'm walking towards a cop car, but like in my drunk mind, I'm like, I'm walking towards a light. And it's not until like the cops like three feet in front of me that I'm like, I'm walking towards a cop. <laughs> and I try to turn around and the cop grabs me. And he's like, what are you doing? Dang. Like, I'm going back to the car over there. Goodbye. <laughs> and they're like, no, you're going in the cop car. And I think they like handcuffed me. Holy cow. And I'm like, this is nuts. And I'm like, I'm sure I can get out of the cop car. So drunk out of my mind, I try to get out of the cop car. And I open up the door. And then the cops realize they didn't lock the door. And then they shoved me back in and locked the door and I'm like I'm totally fucked and I'm thinking like how upset my Catholic mother is gonna be and then they take me to the cop station which then I'm just like profusely crying I'm just like it's so funny to think about this now but like at 17 the only thing I could think of is like how angry my mom is like nothing else matters except for like just how angry my mom is and so I'm like crying, crying, crying. At this point, it's probably like somewhere between midnight and two in the morning. And for some reason, they want to pin a certain person at the Aww. party. So they keep asking me about this guy. And they're like, was he there? Like, did you see this guy? And I was like, um, no, but I kept, I kept trying to throw the guy I did go to the party with under the bus wow because this i'm a terrible narc person i'm admitting this to our um tens of listeners thank you that uh i totally was like it's this guy who let me walk drunk to the cops yeah that's who's responsible here if you want to <laughs> place a point of responsibility let's blame the guy who let the drunk girl walk straight to the cops and they were like, we don't care about that guy. Why are you talking about that guy? Was the other guy there? <laughs> that's, uh, that's just such bullshit, though. Like, because the point is to, uh, it just makes me so angry. Well, then um, my stepmother, who I'm not close to on any level, um, that's a whole episode. Uh, her ex-husband is on the cop force. Oh, wow. So he shows up and he's just like hanging out while all this is going on too. So that's super weird. So they're like driving me home and they're like, you know, you're probably gonna have some charges against you, public in talks and all this stuff. And I was like, um, just like, fuck, because I'm about to talk to my mom about it. Sure. So they take me home. They tell my mom everything. They, they tell her like, She's probably going to have charges against her. And then the cop leaves. 
And my mom's like, I am disappointed in you. And me, like, being a brazen, still drunk teenager was like, maybe we should talk about this. And I go to sit down, like, on the arm of the couch and literally just, like, (laughs) fell flat over. (laughs) And my mom just walks away. It's like, go go to bed. (laughs) We'll talk later. You're obviously still drunk. But so then the next day that we have school, I go in. So this is in the day of the good conduct code, which I think still exists, where they make people in extracurricular activities yeah. sign a contract yeah. saying you won't do anything bad. And I'd sign mine. And the thing they always tell you is if you don't come and tell us you did something bad that violates the good conduct code, you're going to have a worse punishment than if you just came and told us. So with that in mind, I told them, like, hey, um, so I, I was, I got public intox. <laughs> the athletic, this is how, this is why I hate small towns, but will always hold a special part in my heart. Um, the athletic direct, the athletic director, which is the person who decides what your punishment's going to be when you violate the good conduct mm. code, is married to a high school friend of my mom's. And he knew about my parents' divorce. And he also knew I had a high GPA. So he's just like, this is just what happens to good students when they go through trauma. My punishment was to sit out one marching band competition. And lose my open campus during study hall, which meant I couldn't go wherever the hell you go to smoke cigarettes and during study hall. And I never had any charges against me. And Hooray! I think it's because my stepmother's ex-husband was there. So I really could have gotten off even more free yeah, yeah. had I not admitted. But you were in mistakes. a small town. They were going to know anyway, right? I think you did the right thing. I mean, people talk. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure I did the right thing. But the whole thing is corrupt. And if it's corrupt in a small town, imagine it's, what it's yeah, like in yeah. Los Angeles. I mean, clearly they were just trying. They only picked you up to frame this other guy. It was yes. no other reason. So, Christ. No, it's the guy who tried to finger me. <laughs> Arrest uh, him. Well, okay. To be fair, I don't really want to give him to fairness, but... Was he also drunk? Was he just... Oh, everyone was yeah, drunk. Yeah. Everybody was drunk off their gourd. So it's not like he maliciously let you walk towards the cops. I'm sure he did not realize. But imagine the fuming temper of the 17-year-old Bridget. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, have you <laughs> been wrong? No, but I just... I, you, I Back when the first serial uh, came out, I was pretty into it. Um, I did finally, after many listens and dives into the research, I, I just, it, the whole thing about the cops just being really bad at their jobs and trying to pin things on people that, like, didn't need to be pinned on anyone, and it's just so dumb like why are you making your job harder you're making your job harder this is why people are advocating that the police need to be defunded it's not it's not even like 
no one's saying that people shouldn't have to go through some sort of reconciliation with whatever crime they commit. But you need experts. You need people who actually study human behavior. Not these military dickwads who come in pretending like they have a huge dick because they can say something stern and that demands. Like, how many times have you seen a cop or talked to a cop in a casual, like you're at the grocery store or a public parade or somewhere and you can hear the cop say something that you're just like, that is a made up authority. Like, just be a human. Like the, what you're doing now is more aggravating to everything going on than actually keeping the peace, which is literally your job description. Yes, Uh, be human is a good, good recommendation i like that a lot on a completely different note continuing along the segment break uh in a more philosophical topic do you think that hypnosis is what do you think of it and particularly the idea that it could cause someone to do something that violates their beliefs or desires. I think that one's hard. It is. That's like too hard. I don't have any set opinions. Um, Have you had any experience with hypnosis? No. I don't think so. I mean, other than like watching a hypnosis, hypnotize people, hypnosis, hypnosis, Hypnotist. Hypnotist. <laughs> um, but I did recently. Are you watching The Vow? No, no. Okay, first off, everyone needs to stop what the hell they're doing and watch this documentary. Um, we should seriously like make a Patreon Vow episode. Um, Keith Rainier is a total creep who created this um amway like called called nexium so i just recently learned which who knows if they'll actually talk about this in the documentary because there are so many um faucets to this um to this situation that i don't think you can like that i don't even know if the documentary can even encompass it all but nancy salzman who is like his right-hand man lady in this program building. She was a hypnotist therapist. Hmm. And when she met Keith Rainier, she was like, that guy is a sociopath. Wow. That's it fun. somehow got conned into, or maybe because of money, agreed to go along with this scheme. Gosh, that reminds me of it. It feels very goop-like because uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's uh, right-hand woman is also kind of like, these people are, I don't know where their morals are. Is it just like, I I know that you're a con artist and I'm going to go along with you because you're going to make money, right? I mean, I think so. So like... (laughs) And it's always, you all, I feel like the commonality of always finding out the person, not only is a therapist, but deals with hypnosis is just like, 
Of course. Like the most mind controlling yeah, yeah, yeah. thing wow. that most of us have access to or know about. That is that is like hypnosis on one hand and on the other hand is like your pyramid scheme and then they just Dang, shake yeah, hands. Yep. That is bonkers. Oof. I do want to see this now. Um, is it what what streaming service is it on? HBO Max. HBO Max. Oh, we don't have it right now. But I should get paid by them for as much as I feel like I've promoted. Um, I, I actually do listen to some, um, watch some YouTube videos that get uh, funding from, or promotion, promotional support from HBO Max. So they do it. They do it. They give out Spawn. Um, there's also a good Canadian podcast deep dive on it too which i think help inspire or um sell the doc in some way because i know there's some relationship but i think it is it called the cbc the canadian broadcast yes yes so they do podcasts too and i didn't know that i'll have to look up what the podcast is called but um they do one on next and it is nice it's a chef's kiss very nice. Uh, back to RFK's assassination. New interest in the case. So after the police released the information in 1988, there was a renewed interest as well. Um, and then there was books written in the 90s and there was multiple conspiracy theories popping up everywhere. Um, but most recently, uh, the newest interest in the case is, is happening because his son, Robert Kennedy Jr., is now in on the conspiracy theories. He does not believe that Sirhan was the either lone gunman or uh, that he was responsible for his actions. Okay, now do you feel like this is how the Kennedys just stay relevant? <sighs> That's a good that's a good question. I unfortunately believe that for him in particular, because he's an anti-vaxxer, I think this is just his thing. Like he just he's loves a freak. To, yeah. And his his wife is I was just oh holy cow. I just went down this rabbit hole and now I'm just reminded of it. Cause his wife is Cheryl from uh the Larry David show. Yes, I've seen that. Curb your enthusiasm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then RFK the third tried to beat out Markey, the mass like most progressive one of the most progressive um Massachusetts, I think, senators. Um I think we're talking about a different Kennedy, but But he's okay. the third jet. His dad's yes. the anti vaxxer. Sure. Oh yes, yeah, I see. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Gotcha, That's gotcha. why I went to the rabbit hole. Yeah. Because RFK the third He's like, great. Okay, if you want to know about Irish inbreeding, <laughs> nope. which I feel like we lightly touched on yeah, during did. the few gates, um, RFK the third is like a good example of what happens when you're Irish and you're also trying to maintain into the class system of being an elitist. And you have like this broken twin ginger son who thinks he's going to be a politician 
because he shows up to events of like Black Lives Matter, but really has not shown any progressive bone in his body, which is what Americans are thirsting for. And his dad is a total freak. It's actually, generationally, it is his grandfather. Uh, just to make sure we don't get an angry message from our tens of followers, Joe Kennedy is the grandson of Robert, so just so we are all clear. Oh, his name's Joe Kennedy, not RFK the third. Yes, yes. His, well, yeah. Everybody knew what I meant. Yes, yes. So Robert Kennedy Jr. Uh, read all the info, and he was like, I want to go see this guy in jail. So he goes, and he sees the guy in jail, and um, he he's beginning to believe the, that he wasn't the one, um, or at least that he was not the uh, lone gunman. The two-gunman uh, conspiracy is, I think, maybe more plausible than the mk ultra but i don't know i mean maybe other people have differing opinions i'm not quite sure in addition a man named paul schrade who was uh shot in the head as he walked behind kennedy has kind of led the new uh exoneration of sirhan and he feels very bad that he didn't speak up sooner and so now he has kind of made it his life's mission to kind of bring light to the story and give him these second chances, even though he is, Sirhan has been denied parole over and over again for 40 years. So I don't know if that's going to happen, but uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. did say that he hopes that maybe his uh, bringing awareness to the issue might help. I, I mean, I don't care. I don't care what this guy says. You're an anti-vaxxer. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, I think a population of slightly autistic people outweighs the dying population from Absolutely. a very simple disease. And being that you're a Kennedy, being that your relevancy is only, your currency is only based on um, how many headlines you're making and when there's a generation of people now largely apathetic towards the whole Kennedy legacy. It mm. seems like a desperate attempt to to keep yourself relevant. I can see keep that. Keep your branding um, still somewhat in the spotlight. And I think I think him just airing the voice of air, like this could be wrongly a wrongly accused man or not the full story is more of a chaotic tactic to give people something to say this is why the government's not working rather than the very very apparent reasons why the government is not working such as black americans literally being murdered by the cops. Let's focus on that, not whether or not the Kennedys were rightly or wrongly executed by a man who believed in Palestine's liberation from 
the overtaking of Israel. That Th- this is why we're friends. You and me. <laughs> you and me. <sighs> anyway, uh, the the second the second gunman um, argument is the one that he subscribes to. So maybe we don't believe it, but just in case, we'll just go over it really quickly. Uh, there was a hotel private security guard named Thane Eugene Cesar. And uh, it is believed that he may have conspired with Sir Han, or perhaps that even he could be involved with the mind control as well. But that's, that's a little less likely, maybe? Um, he, it, the interesting, uh, more recent in, information was that he had gone bankrupt after the shooting and moved to the Philippines, but he had agreed to meet with RFK Jr. in the summer of 2019, but he died before, um, they could, uh, after he demanded 20,000 pounds, Kennedy refused to pay, but before negotiations could resume, Cesar died on 9-11-19. Must be tight in if he's MK Ultra and he uh, died on 9-11. Yeah, um, it was a it was a shame. I mean, because one of one of the articles I read did say, and he died and he took the truth with me, with him, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't think so. Yeah, would it would it even even have mattered? It's like what is he gonna it, do? Like the the mind control is a catch all. Yeah, yep. And the the double shooter thing, if you go into those police records, those the gun the whole gunshot documentation was poorly documented. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So to say there was multiple shooters is almost negated by the shoddy police work. Yeah, that's a good, that's also a fair point. Like, let's say he is innocent. Um, innocent in the fact someone else was involved or he was paid to do it or it was for another cause. Because obviously he had a gun and obviously mm-hmm, mm-hmm. shots were fired from yep. his gun. Yep. So even if he was unsuccessful, I feel like there's attempting to murder someone is still a crime. So this whole let's get down to it, let's let's look at the nitty gritty. And you're in the Kennedy family. And the K- Kennedys, if you don't know this by now, just freaking Google the Kennedys. They are not great people historically. JFK wasn't even cool until literally getting murdered because at that point he was ready to sign the Civil Rights Act. At that point, it was like peak JFK. Before then, he was just like fucking every bitch, um, did all kinds of – he actually did a lot of crazy drugs and sex acts because he had um, jaundice from a a health condition where he was just like – I'm going all or nothing all the time. That's why he's a perfect president. You need a sociopathic president. Yeah. That's why people Ooh, voted dark. for Trump. They could sense this is a man who can make decisions and will be able to get up and pretend to work the next day. So this whole Kennedy, 
legacy of sad tropes like let's talk about the sister whose brain they fried Uh, uh. or lobotomized like kennedy's are not good yeah and i think that um you would agree um junior has said right out that the assassination by cesar was motivated by racism because he was a bigot who hated the Kennedys for their advocacy of civil rights for Blacks. So he, RFK Jr., clearly has uh, what drank the Kool-Aid of the Kennedy legacy, and he believes that, you know, people are out to get my family, blah, blah, blah. But I do want to give, I mean, I know that the Kennedys are problematic, but in particular, Robert Francis Kennedy did a lot of good things for civil rights when he was attorney general. I think, yes, he, he had a, um, but that's why people had beef with him. He had a moral high ground. Yes. And he pissed off all the, um, mob people. Right. Right. Yeah. And the mob people actually took a lot of credit for why, his brother was ever elected to president. RFK was seen as like JFK's bodyguard. Like he let you, he let you into the circle yeah, or he told yeah. you to leave. Like he definitely was a gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. And as we know, gatekeepers eventually get. <sighs> that is rough. Would you like to hear a little bit about the uh, conspiracy theorists that are now, uh, well, it's not even now. They've always been there. It sounds like even um, a couple months after, there were uh, citizen sleuths that were casing the uh, joints. Yeah. Making... Even back then, they knew cops were bad. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and for this part in particular, it was that there were hearings and reinvestigations pretty immediately afterwards so so everyone's kind of aware we're all on the same page here even the two sides of the conspiracy theory uh camps uh, pretty much the only thing they agree on is that there was shoddy police work otherwise they they have disagreements on everything uh it was just fascinating to kind of go into their little insular circle it's crazy and ridiculous these uh conspiracy theory people they all belong to the same circles and hate each other very much yeah (laughs) people get it's like the new flat earthers yes yeah I, i mean i think the interesting thing is like three major political assassinations happened in the 60s so yeah i don't know like that probably probably would leave a lasting scar on me as well right like yes 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 i think i'm just more upset that um realizing that those are the issues lack of transparency from our government and then nixon becomes president and then people start becoming more class divided instead of um more educated to the point where it snowballs into now 
where we have this um, broken human pretending to be a human as our leader of the quote unquote free people, like all of this has trickled down to where we're at now, which is why it's much more frustrating. Um, all these people were like, okay, JFK, RFK are murdered for whatever reason. But instead of distinguishing the class problems and the transparency problems of the government, there's a lot of bizarre sleuthing and then what becomes pop culture and mysticism instead of just saying, maybe this is why we should think of more progressive or out-of-the-box solutions and, and move forward from the mistakes being made. Instead, let's just hang on to every detail of what happened, which may or may not the implication of who's actually guilty of this crime. That's the true crime. It's true. What's happening. This conversation has gone a different direction than I expected, but I am pleasantly surprised because the conspiracy is pretty fucking dumb. I know I sound insane. I know that this is me talking out of seeing what happened in 2016. I do think in a lot of ways, Bush is a more dangerous uh, dynasty of presidents than Trump. But Trump is seeding, harvesting, growing the Silicon government, which is fine if you want to be a robot in the future. I'm really concerned. I am. However, I am concerned because it does seem like a lot of Trump's followers really want his children to be president. And it's like, what? They're not even also not politicians and also have no, con- oh, Jesus. They are like the- No qualifications. Yeah, even less qualified? Is that even possible? I don't know. Which is insane. Yeah, exactly. Like, we have neglected our own communities to the point where we let a whole class of people who are undereducated, who um, who have these wild thoughts about race and humanity because they just don't see it. Like a lack of compassion. Like people want to come at the progressives and say, you know, progressives are being too hard. Progressives said they won't vote. Progressives said they won't talk to family members who support, you know, specific candidates. And the reason progressives are becoming that way is because we've already seen the lack of compassion from these Trumpers. And there's a lot of people who rather live in the chaos and the anarchy than tell their racist uncle that like, hey, what you said was racist. And that simple conversation would would be the minimal amount of discourse that really America needs. Sure, yeah. I, I think I uh, do well. I mean, I don't want to brag, but I, I try to do my part. Um, I don't have... <laughs> I don't want to brag. You can brag on that. No, I, I, it just it really makes me feel good when I hear my father say, oh... I enjoy talking with you because you open up my mind and 
give me a different perspective. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to, well, that's my, my personal, my personal view is I'm not trying to tear anyone down. I'm just, you know, trying to talk, but that's all it is. I'm not sure how we're gonna bring this back and conclude this. Uh, really, really unaware. Uh, I know. I feel like it's terrible. We're supposed to talk about RFK. Yes, and yes. really, at the end of it, it's just like, does anyone even give a fuck? Well, uh, I mean, because my conclusion was both sides are biased and neither has a side of truth. But that really doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about. So, Well, kind of. Okay. So, okay. So everything we discussed... There's a lot of strange avenues, and we could deep dive into all of them and try to find out their validity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But when you say that there is very little validity in a 1968 conspiracy, was it 68? Yeah, yeah. In a 1968 conspiracy, when we see how messed up everything is today. yeah. Like, if we proved that Sirhan Sirhan did not, was somehow legitimately innocent from all of this, um, it's still, that, that victory would be his own. Mm -hmm. But that's like trying to um argue the case whether or not abraham lincoln was racist or not which oh yeah right right that's a good one Oof. he was folks that guy just freed the slaves so people would get off his dick and balls i think we have to say thank you for listening because we kind of went we went places and i think you like some of you like it especially if you like bridget and i then, then especially you like us. Wait, this podcast, which is Sex with Ghosts. Yes. And if for some reason you didn't like it or you have a strong criticism, go ahead and hit us up. But I feel like with the RFK stuff, there are so many avenues yes. of conspiracy. And we could spend multiple hours doing research and going into that. I don't know if it's worth it, guys. <laughs> um, and rate and review us. We appreciate them. Uh, send us an email if you have any questions, concerns, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, and we will discuss them on the podcast if you want us to. How about uh, where we can find you individually, Bridget? Uh, Bridget underscore suck it. Both Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me at Molly MM9. That's Molly with an IE. Uh, email us though at uh, sexwithghostpodcasts at gmail.com. And um, October, we're going to do scary, spooky stuff. I'm excited because I did have some thoughts. So I, I think that's it. I think that's it too. <laughs>